On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 7, Episode 5, Eastwatch, and Season 7, Episode 6, Beyond the Wall. We do a draft of our most anticipated Season 8 reunions. We break down the growing Stark-Targaryen alliance, and we go north of the Wall to catch a white. Plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Hey guys, welcome back to Deep Thrones. This is Season 7, Episodes 5 and 6, Eastwatch and Beyond the Wall. I, of course, am Sims. My partner Sheedy's here. What's up? Hey Chris, how's it going, man? Good, man. We have a uh, very special guest in studio here, Runes from the Moose and Runes podcast. What's up? Guys, I'm, first off, I'm very impressed with the studio. We got Game of Thrones garb everywhere here. Uh, there's a huge... Danny blanket hanging right behind Sheedy, which I think is 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 quite fitting. Probably a little crusty. Uh, at this yeah, a little point. bit, but I think he hung it back up before we got here. <laughs> yeah, she's um, keeping my six clean. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the plug on the podcast. I know a lot of the times, like you know, these hosting other podcast posts, you know, they like to plug each other. I don't want to do that here. I'm not going to plug the Moose and Runes podcast and then tell you that you can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. I'm not going to plug our Twitter account at Moose A-N-D Runes. I'm not going to do it. All right? I'm a classy guy. Definitely not going to do it. I'm not no going to plug our 100th episode coming up in two weeks. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say that I want mailbags from all the listeners, your listeners, my listeners, whatever. I don't want to do that. I mm-hmm. don't want to plug anything about the Moose and Runes And podcast. I'm definitely not going to say that. that the Moose and Runes podcast is one of the best Chicago uh, sports podcasts out that. there. Definitely not going to say that. It 100% yeah. is, but we don't want people to know that exactly. because this is about the Deep Thrones podcast. This is about Deep Thrones. Thrones. Yes. In two weeks, we're focused on the release of the new season of Game of Thrones, but also the 100th episode of what? The Moose and Runes podcast, which we're not going to plug. We're not going to talk about it. We're, we're not going to discuss it. We're not going to do it. Understood. Understood. Two weeks. And we're not going to send you sports questions. No. Yeah, we're not okay. going to do that. We're definitely not going to do Or any just fun questions, whatever. We, we we do talk about those, but not here. We're definitely we not going to send you any Game of Thrones questions. I don't want them. I want them. But I don't want you to talk about sending them to me on this podcast. All right. No pressure. All right. No pressure. No free ads, guys. I'm going to throw you on the spot with a sports question right off the bat here. So so the Deep Thrones podcast is a Chicago-based podcast. You dabble in sports. I, I catch on. We, we, we talk. We discuss it. We yeah. do have like a little humble brag. We do have an international following. So mm-hmm. we actually picked up our first German follower a couple weeks ago. So yeah. that was tight. We had yeah. an Austrian once. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. But he was a well, transfer Austrian. <laughs> well, Ger- Germany is the leader of the Axis, though. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, so back to Chicago. Jordan Howard from the Bears was recently traded to... Philly. Philadelphia Eagles, and and uh, we got back a six round pick, potentially a fifth round pick, yeah, in, in I think twenty next year's draft. Okay, so how do you feel about that? Um, I've I voiced reaction. my opinion on it. It's it's not knee jerk anymore because I think we had some time to to adapt to it, to okay. react to it. I don't love it if Jordan Howard was a uh, was maybe an issue in the locker room or kind of a guy who's pouting around practice. Sims, you kind of know those guys from from playing ball for a while. Oh yeah. Sometimes they have those guys. They can be a bit of a distraction. Okay, fine. Um, if he was good in the locker room, okay with his diminished role, like, I don't get it. I know he's not a fit in Matt Nagy's system, but maybe I'm old school in football. I think there's always a, a fit for a running back. You can turn around, hand it to 20 times a game, have him pick up three, four yards of carry in between the tackles. I think you saw it in the Rams Sunday night game last year. I mean, I, th- I think, I think it's a coach's job to bring out the best in the players, yeah. right? So, like, if – I, you got to establish the run. <laughs> I mean, if 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 he's good enough, like I mean, there should at least we should have. In my opinion, we could have got more value out of the that's, trade. That's than what's, if, I mean, that's I guess where I disagree because. 
this is this was the best deal. I mean, they're not going to not take the best deal. This is what they got offered. Yeah. This was the market for him. If that's the market for him, I think he holds more value on your roster. At, you know, it's like yeah. a very cheap cap hit in a not very deep running back depth chart. I think one more year on the contract, there was and the team in the Eagles who's coming off a Super Bowl and just beat you in the playoffs, who runs almost the same offense. Sees a use for him, so yeah. I don't. Uh, we'll see. I don't think it's a, a killer going to kill the Bears. I still love their chances this year. By the way, as a Vikings fan, Kings of the North Bears shirt. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, perfect. I, I was going to say, say in the, in as the a Vikings, as a Vikings fan, there's there's a little bit of PTSD watching two teams that consistently beat the shit out of the Vikings, <laughs> just just trading pieces. Yeah. Well, we beat the, you the, like two times, and then the rest of the time it's been all you guys. That's but, yeah, but it seems like too there's just the changing of the guard. You could see. Kirk Cousins, every time he called hike, I went to the, both of those games, and every time Kirk said hike, he was just like, oh, no, oh, no. Kirk Cousins will do that to you. Yeah, it's a it's a papier-mâché offensive line on top of Kirk Cousins, on top of Khalil Mack. Every play, Kirk was just, like, throwing it like... You like that? Yeah. No, you he, like that? He didn't like it. He didn't like it. <laughs> um, so let's get back into Thrones. We let's had some uh, great, new- great news come out this week, so... Um, Sophie Turner, who's uh, a potential friend of the pod, but definitely we're fans she, of her. She would be. She would be. <laughs> if she, she found sure. out. Yeah. If she knew about us. How could she <laughs> um, uh, so she had a little bit of uh, things to say when it came to the topic of a little bit of bi-curiosity. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is great news, by the way. Oh, it's yeah, great. It's great it, it is great It's news. very brave. Great uh, news. Yeah. Uh, she kind of went butters on us. <laughs> so direct quote from her. She says, everyone experiments. I love a soul, not a gender. Exactly. Um, big fan, big fan of experimentation for her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let me just clear for Listen, her. I love you guys. I'm not an experimenter. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. No. I'm not. Yeah. No. I'm no Bill Nye. Not that there's anything, <laughs> yeah. not there's anything wrong. Not with that, that there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. She loves all you want. Yeah. Um, if this, of course, was always sunny, though, someone would be like, "Oh, she loves a whole, not a gender." <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, from last year when those when those quotes came out about Sophie and Maisie taking baths together and stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe. So a little bit of experimentation went on there. I mean, that would have been. I like fun. how you're you're now. It's you're trying to figure out exactly what she's talking what, about, what do you and mean? you're like, no, I'm just tired but of then it's also you're tying it back to Maisie, and you're like, yeah. I would like to believe that were they, were they of age when those things were going on? Because if not, I feel uncomfortable. Dude, yeah, talking we're talking. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. talking eighteen at all. Yeah, I mean, they're smoking weed and stuff, so they were. They yeah, were that's, probably like that's old enough to make your own decision. Yeah. But if she says she's. Yeah. By curious, we can just take it as oh, good for her, she's coming out. Uh, but then you uh, now are like, I would like to believe that on <laughs> set, her just, and Maisie, yeah, isn't part, she I'm dating just, a Jonas brother? She's yeah, she's engaged, engaged to, engaged to, to Joe brother. Jonas. Good for him. Yeah, um, yeah. and he's yeah. he's. Yeah, he's hot. hot. He's a hot, he's a hot guy, babe. Yeah. Um. I just. I, I mean. I'm just tying together. I'm just tying pieces of the puzzle together. You know. Just like, tying up some loose ends. Yeah. You know. Just, yeah. just trying to fit everything together. I see what you're doing. You're not assuming. You're just. Asking the question. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking the important questions. As a podcast questions. host, that's all you can do. You're exactly. a veteran of the game. Exactly. Do you think it's weird for people like Kit and all the older actors who've watched these kids grow up, then see them do these photo shoots that are like highly sexual? Like, do you think like Catelyn Stark sees it and it's like, oh, because I'm so used to having that weird mom dynamic with them? Or like I mean, Jamie uh, Lannister? Do you think Jamie Lannister would like smang Maisie if she was down? <laughs> I mean, my, I, I, like when I think of that, I just think of like you know, like growing up with classmates in school like yeah you remember them when they were like in fifth grade but then also you remember them being hot now you know it's like it's not yeah you know people grow up you know it's yeah it's life you know you take a seat <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll move on from that yeah. great news though great we're, news, we're huge news. Dangerous we are, we are. Yeah. About fifth graders. yeah that's all i heard we'll, <laughs> we'll edit that out we'll, we'll edit that out um so uh, new season eight picks came out last week. Um, yeah. Nothing too revealing. There are a couple. Uh, the one that I really 
liked was seeing Danny like it looked like she was holding court in Winterfell. Yeah. So it kind of looks like Sansa has agreed to kind of toss the reins to over to. She's definitely sitting at the table. Danny. You think yeah. there's gonna be a little clash in there between those two? Oh yeah. I, th- I, th- I think there will be, but I think it's just gonna be very brief because everything is so time strapped. Yeah. <laughs> True. You know. But there's so much. Like there's six True. episodes, but like. The first three are an hour. The next three are like an hour twenty. I do think it's ironic though that like Thrones fans used to make jokes about how like for instance when John dies it takes the Red Woman three episodes to bring him back to life kind of thing and now we're like you know I really want to see it drawn out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I, I really want to see the tension over time. But it it gives time for I mean I guess all the character developments happened at this point. But it's just yeah now it's just I like seeing the I like seeing the nitty gritty man. man. Yeah, I know. They're still showing it, but it's just not as much as there used to be. Like season one, like there are se- the early seasons. There are some times like, all right, I get it. Let's let's kind of yeah. See, I loved all. I, loved I don't. All. I didn't dislike. I didn't dislike it, but there were some times where they probably could have moved along a little bit. I think they realized they had so much action to get in. Like, all right, we got to skip some stuff. Yeah. See, I'm like I'm like a I'm like a uh, basketball purist. I'm a Game of Thrones purist, man. Give me give me the five eleven six foot white guys who are shooting. So you're, you're, wide you're open a fan shots. of the college game over the NBA. You want college? Uh, you want uh, basketball <laughs> in its purest form? You want just layups? You want a bunch of white dudes yeah, just you know, laying it up? Yeah. Did you co-author a dunk is worth two points with Denny Bridges? Yeah. 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 You just didn't give me any credit, so I was pissed about that. <laughs> Uh, kind of like I take all the sponsorship money for the pod, and she just doesn't see a dollar of it. Nope, that's our that's our agreement. <laughs> it's written in the fine print. I buy him Miller Lights, and I get nothing in return. That's you fair. get you get my yeah, love and affection. That's all I need. Man. That's worth a lot, right? That, that is that worth is. a lot of money. It's, it's priceless. It's it's that's priceless. priceless. Um, and then last thing I'm going to cover here, and apparently this is new. I just saw it um, last week. So friend of the pod, Jordan Collins, sent me. Um, or actually posted on his Instagram. A rap video. It was like a little Rasta reggae rap from yeah. Amelia Clark, and it was about Game of Thrones. And I was super pumped to see it. But Sheeta, you're saying it's kind of dated. Do you? He's, he's seen it. Guys. Yeah, I've okay. seen it. I've been there, done that. I've watched it quite a bit. Um, <laughs> do you? You remember like there's the video too of like Alfie Allen walking into a recording studio and him and uh, Ramsey look at each other. Oh yeah, remember yeah. that was all in the same thing. They did a bunch of um, um, like them singing songs. For instance, Jon Snow does one where he sings uh, about wildlings, wild thing. And he goes, wild uh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember That's, that. They all did that. Oh, yeah. okay. And this okay. was when she's a Rastafarian Targaryen. And it's a little offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, though. So I actually, for you those of you who up. haven't heard it, I've got, the, I've got it here. Wait a second. Don't blow it. Oh, I blew it, kind of. Game of what now? It's cringeworthy. It's terrible. Rastafarian yep. Rastafarian Targaryen. Still hot. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so you guys get the point. Still get weird seeing. Uh, it's still weird out seeing her with dark hair. Like I'm sure it's her natural hair color, but like it's just it's weird it to is, me yeah. when I see her not with white with, hair. With the white, yeah, with, with, the, yeah, with the platinum blonde. Yeah. I do love the short haircut that she. Oh, she's rocking so, it. Oh, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's so great. that's that. That is pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. It's, ter- yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's it's again. If she was American, I think people would have been madder too, because we here do not forgive. Appropriation. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, no, it, that's not PC, as some of the folks would call it. It's Game no. of Thrones, though, so she gets. It's fine. But in England, it was a good old time. <laughs> it's promotion. Yeah, um, they've been doing that for years. So, speaking of not being PC, let's uh, continue with the pod and jump into the review. Let's do it. Love it. We're, we're not too PC. Around. I got my notes right. here, guys. Yeah. So I'm going to be running this thing today because Chris probably didn't watch them that much. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was drunk. 
Whenever I run him, though, it gets a little dangerous. So I'm gonna try to be. I'm gonna be on my game. Uh, so we start episode five, East Watch, season seven, picking up where we left off from the spoils of war. Jamie Lannister and Bronn emerge from the depths of the water, which is wild because first, I mean, we talked about this in our last episode, but um, armor doesn't float, so. Uh, yeah, something's not adding up. I don't know how he got to. I don't know how he got gold hands float either. Yeah, it definitely does. Another great, great point. Uh, I think Brown did a lot of the leg work, right? Is he, that what we're supposed had to, to do? All that leg work. Yeah. The only way that I could see that working out is if he just like was close to the shore and just dragged him back above water, which yeah. could which could be it's the possible. case. And Strong the Dothraki are like they're far away. I, I was gonna say <laughs> it doesn't make sense that the Dothraki and the dragons are just all gone though, right? Jamie I mean, Lannister literally, and again, this is more proof that like it's either the show is just badly written in season seven or that danny is not the greatest mind like the biggest prize still in that battle is jamie lannister oh yeah you think they would have really sought out jamie at the end loose ends man that's what happens when when we're running out of time loose ends well, when you're focused on your reggae rap instead of- <laughs> <laughs> um and then from there we get like Tyrion kind of surveying the carnage and then danny starts taking prisoners and uh at first she's kind of like listen i want to lead a better life than cersei um, I, I want you to join me, all right, or else I'm going to burn you. It, it takes a hard turn. <laughs> so this, is, this is a complete 180. Really went up to 11 there. Turned it up to 11. Right oh, yeah. Zero, zero to 11. Um, she's she's showing her true Targaryen colors. Yeah. Um, we've kind of talked about this, but you, you got to, like, especially like the highborn guys, you got to take them prisoner. You can't just kill them because you, you lose all value. You lose all leverage doing right. that. Um, and then she proceeds to burn Randall and uh, Dick on Tarly. Yeah, and uh, Randall first says like, "I'm not going to bend the knee. I already have a queen." Yeah. Um, which is weird because he's kind of a turn cloak, anyways, because he betrayed Olena Tyrell. Right. Um, but I guess something about Cersei. He's, he's just, just tired of turning. Yeah. yeah exactly. well, he, well, he says something along the lines of like, um, you know, Cersei at least was born in Westeros. Yeah. Which which is weird because Danny was too technically Dragonstone yeah. yeah Dragonstone is technically Westeros yeah it shows my knowledge there. I didn't actually know that oh I yeah thought it was oh, just yeah. on the outside there I don't know it's my like geography. Puerto Rico Dragonstone okay it's a territory <laughs> Dragonstone's only a few miles away from King's Landing so it's like Puerto oh, yeah. Rico in that Westeros is like that's ours and then it gets ravaged by a hurricane and we're like good luck <laughs> <laughs> we like it but you know you're over you're at the kids table and yeah. then and then uh, Dick on you know being a loyal son's like I'm also not going to bend the knee which is dumb on his part but, uh, later in the episode Tyrion calls her out and when we get to that point mm-hmm. we'll get further into it but i want to ask or let's just do it now is this is this a bad call by danny doesn't he call her out kind of right away to like it's like in, right, in front of everyone doing it, yeah. in front of like yeah. not like loud enough so they can hear but kind of off to the side like yo you, you don't really want to do this a like, lot of great dad okay fine but He's got some use to us. Yeah. Great Tyrion facial expressions too, where he's like, "You're destroying a great house. Like, don't do this. Yeah. Uh, this is you're no better than Cersei. This is a Cersei move." Here's my thing, though. You can see Tyrion's um, loyalties kind of wavering, like in that scene that you were talking about before, when he's walking by and he just it looks distraught seeing the Lannister gold. soldiers dead. Um, just basically was he all this for Jamie I thought so too. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was looking for Jamie as well because he could like he didn't wasn't sure if he was going to find Jamie. Wasn't sure if he was dead and burned to ashes. He couldn't tell if he was still alive. I thought that was kind of what was going through. I wouldn't be surprised if in season eight you see Tyrion kind of, kind of maybe thinking about switching sides a little I bit. I saw that theory. I think it might might have been a Barstool article. Somebody, somebody, Barstool article found you know this on Reddit. On Reddit, yeah. Writing about it, but like I, I kind of bought that. But then like 
Jamie left, and at the end of I mean, uh, spoilers at the end of season seven, yeah. he, he took off and, and kind of bolted from Cersei. I don't think like, if Jamie was still hanging around there, I think Tyrion might feel a little more loyal. Right. But with Jamie not around and kind of switching sides at the cause, I don't think he's gonna flip. Yeah, that's Jamie. a good point. That's a good point. It would be that's crazy, though, if Jamie ended up with the North and Tyrion and did Tyrion go back to the yeah. Lannisters. The yeah. old switcheroo. I think, too, there's a lot written about Season 7 Tyrion and how sketchy he actually becomes, even when Jon's on the boat with Danny. Yeah. And, and when Danny later on wants to go, you know, we'll get to it. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of questionable Tyrion calls where, and there's a big theory that Tyrion and the Starks will not get along at all. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and from there, Jamie just goes straight to Cersei and he's like, hey, uh, a couple notes from the field. We're in trouble. A <laughs> uh, couple things. Yeah. Listen, it's one of those games where uh, I, I did this with the Bulls probably 80 times this year where the Bulls are down by 15 after one, and I'm like, it's a game of runs. And then after like the third, I'm like, this was a waste of time. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, but Cersei makes a good point. She, she says she knows her choices. It's either give up and die or fight back and die. Like, There's no way. If, if Danny's out here burning Tarleys on the field, she's going to burn Cersei after... After she's like the main usurper, you know. Exactly. Yeah, like I get Jamie's point being like, we got to do something, but at the same time, like, what can we do? Yeah. There's nothing. We, we just kind of have to stay the course and hope we get lucky. And if they try to flee, like, where are they going to go? I mean, that's true. That's right. I kind of, and I, I sort of agreed with Cersei in that, in that regard, where it's like, at this point, it's just, I got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, and he also drops that bit of knowledge that Elena was the one who poisoned Joffrey. Yeah. It was not awesome. Tyrion. Yeah. I love that part. That's great. It's a great scene. Uh, from there, we get a little John and Danny. Uh, she lands back on Dragonstone with Drogon. John goes up to Drogon, and this is something I never noticed until you've watched the show. Drogon just sniffs the fuck out of John. Oh yeah, smells a little something nice. Uh, maybe he's got that new lavender lotion he's rocking. He's maybe a little shea butter. He's, he's, he's got, got X. Yeah. yeah. Remember sure. Bod? Oh yeah, hot, hot Bod. <laughs> <laughs> He's Check got some bod, that bod. I want that bod. Yeah. He's just, he's, so he's, the Drogon sniffs it up, likes what it's smelling, uh, and lets John touch him. Which and is, Danny's like hella watching it. Oh, Danny's I think, I think so. It, I think he got her. Got her going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, so, Danny's dude, just, oh, kid, my kid, God, dude. The kids like him. Oh, yeah. yeah that's like, like him. That's, that's like a single mom. That's, dude, mom. Dude, that's like a single mom and, like, the, the guy she's interested in just starts yeah. playing catch with the kid. You know? like, oh, yes. man, like, they're getting into it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I can, I can <laughs> advance. <laughs> thinking about like that a might movie. be hottest moment Jeez. yeah the dad is playing catch with the son and the mom's like i'm soaked <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so he touches drogon she comes down they have a quick chat and then jor arrives yep and he's clear of grayscale she's like is it gone he's like yeah and she immediately hugs him i oh, still man. would have been like not a, like you know fist bump right? yeah i'm gonna cover my, my howie mandela <laughs> cover my fist with my, my sleeve there and give you a nice little fist bump yeah I, I love these moments of like redemption you know like it's almost like a born again tour you know like yeah. he's he's back all all the stuff's forgiven yeah. from the past danny's she he's still in the friend zone for sure oh but, he's uh, still not getting out yeah, yeah he's not getting out of there what if she was like how did it happen and he's just like some fat fuck just like ripped it off me <laughs> And John's like, I know that guy. <laughs> so fat. I took a knife to my skin. That's a brutal scene. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a hard to watch. Just scene. all over the place. Um, from there, we get a little Bran warging. Uh, Chris loves Bran, uh, and he sees the Night King, and the Night King like is again. He's a very smart being. Looks at the ravens, and they fucking scatter. Bran comes out of it, and that Maester is just like standing there, yeah. just waiting. The, What'd you see, man? Yeah. yeah. What'd you get? Uh, and then he's like, We got to send some ravens. It, yeah. It's great that everyone's all bought in. Like no one's questioning Bran now after he's just like dropped these subtle hints that he just knows everything about everybody. Yeah. So now even like the Macer, who's the highest, the level of highest learning, 
um, in Winterfell. It's like, all right, this is legit. We're sending note down to uh, to the Citadel. To the Citadel, which is this the Conclave? Guess maybe, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, these maesters discuss. Ooh, dude, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about our freaking uh, our uh, trivia. We came in what fourth out of sixteen. We came in That's fourth out of eighteen. Eighteen, That's okay. Not bad. And um, I mean, the, the team who came in first had to just like either go to the. We went to the last trivia out of like five weeks. They didn't get any wrong. They didn't get any wrong. So yeah, it was next level. They probably went to the ones prior or cheated. I saw some phones out on that table. They so. were very specific about Game Thrones people. Man. No phones. It could have been. It could because they are mega fans. I'll beat their ass. This one, well, physically, we could have beaten yeah. them based oh, yeah. on you and Fred alone. I take Sims in that yeah. fight. <laughs> I take Sims against anyone in that bar that night. Um, so the Maesters discuss the Raven from from Bran. A lot of skepticism. Um, Sam kind of speaks out and he's like, "Yo, no, like I know this kid. He's a Stark. All that bullshit." And then the one Maester who likes Sam is like, "Maybe, but maybe not. Like we can't. We don't get paid by making rash decisions." Uh, and then Sam kind of leaves the room and uh, he's like, "Oh, I can't tell him. His parents just got fucked up." Yeah. his family just did by that dragon mm-hmm. uh but that seems a little frustrating for me yeah and and sam you can tell is obviously passionate about this because he has seen this stuff firsthand so that's the point in time where he just decides fucking i'm piecing I'm taking all these books with me and we're gonna go try to make a real difference love the theory is just like there's millions of books and scrolls in this library i'm grabbing like five and i'm getting out of here. Yeah. let's go maybe i'll get yeah. lucky i think I he think probably knew he's better, he's, yeah, yeah he probably yeah. knew when the areas to look like he, yeah he grabbed yeah. like everybody poops <laughs> and uh, he knew the dewey decimal system and kind of knew where to go exactly and, like, check things out what area might grab, grab, grab that help. uh dragon glass for dummies book you know yeah yeah and uh so quickly there's a quick unimportant leads up to various and Tyrion scene they're kind of questioning danny together and Varys almost gives Tyrion like a little bit a little bit of sauce as chris would say like you gotta kind of get in her head because Varys clearly didn't like the decision either no oh, yeah. and he has the scroll from Jon snow and he's like and Tyrion's like did you read it and he goes no it's for the king of the north and then Tyrion goes what's it say and he's ah nothing good he read it <laughs> definitely read it and then we go to john with the scroll uh, and it's from Bran, and John's kind of like, wow, Bran and Arya are alive, Bran sees the Night King marching, like, I gotta go. Yeah, that, that definitely adds some urgency to John's mission there. Yeah, you know, he just found out two of his ki- his uh, siblings are alive that he thought were dead. Yeah. Um, also, Varys is, it's important to note that, like, Varys is one of the only people left alive that saw the Mad King in action, so, like, when he hears about Danny burning the rest of a family... Um, right. You know, it's just kind of like deja vu. Like we gotta, we gotta stop this at the roots, or else it's gonna spiral out of control. Well, I still think I don't like. He, she probably shouldn't have done that, but it's not like the she's going around burning everybody all the time. Like sometimes you do have to like make an example of people, and while yeah. she probably should didn't need to make an example of both, make an example of one might not be the worst thing. Like yeah. you, it, it's still war. Like you can't just let mm. everybody hang around and be prisoner. Like sometimes you gotta. But I, I always look at the example like um, like Jon Snow when he was pronounced king of the north and they were trying to figure out what to do with the, the Car Starks with the, the Car Starks and the last hearth of the Umbers and I think he made the right call there that inspires you know loyalty and you're not moving you're not changing like the foundation of of yeah. Westeros yeah I, I watched the after episode stuff and the writer said that one of the things Danny is struggling with and kind of finds unfair is that Cersei's not playing at that level you know what I mean. Cersei can do oh, kind of yeah. whatever she wants. Oh, yeah. And Danny's kind of like, well, if she can do this to my men, why can't I do like a vice versa kind of thing? And it's 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 something that she has to grapple with, you know, yeah. where it is kind of unfair. It's almost like, remember the very first trial by combat, 
you don't fight with honor after Braun kills a guy and Braun goes, nah, but he did. Yeah. Where it's like, but she's is right where it's war, dude. But you want to win, you got to win. You don't want to be Cersei, though, because Cersei's the queen of two kingdoms out of seven. So, like, you know, at a certain point, you have to uh, bring in, like, yeah, she could be like Cersei and rule Dragonstone and King's Landing and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, so. So, but at the end of this throne room scene, uh, what gets decided is that Tyrion's going to go to King's Landing to discuss uh, with Jaime that they're going to bring something. Basically, that they want Cersei to hold court with them. Mm-hmm. And John decides to go north the Wall to get a Walker, which is not the most popular decision with Davos. But John's like, it's got to be done. Got to do it. Um, and from there, we get uh, a little Winterfell politics going on. Uh, Love it. Uh, yeah, Arya kind of Arya kind of goes guy. a little after Sansa here. Starts questioning some of her decision making. Uh, Arya's a little sneaky. She's a little sneaky. She's, she's a little. Sneaky. She's a little much for me here. Yeah. She's like, come on, like let's. It, she's looking for problems. Yeah, like she's clearly searching out and trying to find something wrong with Sansa. Like, hey, like maybe you just haven't seen your sister in like ten years. Maybe you give her a hug and be cool yeah. for a while, and then maybe have problems. Don't judge somebody you haven't seen in ten years. Yeah, is this when she has the note? Uh, I think she gets. gets I think she now. gets the note later on. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah. So Arya's just snooping around, finding all this stuff. She does find the note. Um, we'll get to that later, but we might as well just go over it. Um, it's the note from Sansa to Rob Stark that Cersei had her right. That Cersei had her right, basically saying to come to King's Landing and bend the knee. And Arya's so mad about it. But even at the time Rob got it, Rob goes, "Sansa wrote this," and the Maester's like. It's your sister's hand, but the queen's words. Right. And Rob doesn't hold it against her. Right. Like, if Arya had seen the way Rob reacted, she wouldn't yeah. be mad at her now. But Arya's got this simplistic view of almost like... You die for what's right. And, and like, enemies deserve to die. Like, if you uh, slip up in even sometimes the slightest way, like, you can meet death, you know? Um, and that's that's just from, like, Arya ro- rolling around with the Hound, with the Brotherhood, with the Faceless Men. That was how they did things, so that's how yeah. she kind of sees it now. You die for your, your what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, and really quick, we get from there. Davos gets Tyrion to King's Landing. Tyrion goes. He meets with Jaime. Bran like pretends he's going to be sparring with Jaime, which was really smart because they got Jaime's sword away from him, so he only has a sparring sword. So that even if he was a little impulsive, he couldn't actually kill Tyrion. Yeah. Uh, and then Tyrion is able to kind of convince Jaime, like, listen, I need to. We need to speak to Cersei. It's for the greater good. Uh, and he even says to Jaime, he's like, because if not, I mean, if we want, we can have the city tomorrow. Yeah. He's still kind of like. Lays it out for him, uh, and Jamie got a Jamie big dose. Of, true. Yeah, I mean, he got a dose of reality. That's that, that goes back to his conversation with Cersei. Like we can't win this shit. Mm-hmm. And, so, and he has to play ball. Yeah, yeah. and then Davos goes and uh, gets Gendry. Uh, he goes and he's. Uh, it's, this is like the first time we've seen Gendry Get, in a couple seasons. Gendrification. Little Gendry. He goes and gets a little Gendrification. He builds a little Whole Foods right outside of King's Landing, uh, <laughs> and so he gets Gendry. Gendry comes immediately. Is like, yo, I'm tired of making this armor for the people who killed my dad. Which is, he's just so bought into the Roberts' his dad thing. Yeah. He just, yeah, he like right away doesn't need any convincing. He's like, all right, let's go. He's ready to go. Grabs his Warhammer, which, you know, big fan service. Big fan service for, uh, because Robert Baratheon, of course, used the Warhammer, so. That's right. Isn't that what he killed Rhaegar with? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Tyrion, uh, Gendry, and Davos are about to head out, and then like these two guards, well, these two guards first are like talking to Davos and Gendry, and then Tyrion walks up and they're like, wait a minute, dwarf with a scar, like the queen's looking for them. 
And then Gendry just destroys him with the Warhammer. Oh, that yeah. was sick. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And Tyrion even goes, you'll do. <laughs> and they shove off. How about Tyrion just, like, walking up directly to the guards there, though? Like, how about you like, just, Tyrion, like, hide like, a second? That could be, I, I know it's later, but that's it's not my you blew it, but that could be. Like, he, he, he's yeah. walking up. Like, you see two guards. Like, hey, yeah. you're pretty short. Maybe just go sit that's behind a saying. bush for two seconds. Yeah. You would think he's, he's arguably the easiest like, one to hide. <laughs> He's the smart one of the group. Like, you should know this. Like, yeah, I'm going to walk past See, the you. problem with Jamie was he ran and hid in a bush, but he was too big. Tyrion would have fit, fit in the bush. bush yeah. Easily. There was good. a field right outside of Rob's camp. I like to believe Jamie just planked in the field, and Rob was just like, he's right there. <laughs> we see him. You're poking out a little bit there. Buddy. Yeah, we see it. We see a Kingslayer. Um, no, you don't. Not... No, no, no. You can't me. see me. I'm on the ground. It's somebody else. I'm just a bird. Uh, but yeah, like, not to be insulting, but Tyrion should be decent at. It's not insulting. He's dive into the, the life. He's short. Dive into the shrubs, man. Get in there. <laughs> big shrub diver podcast. Um, big big shrub. Huge shrub guy. Uh, and then Cersei and Kyborn are hanging out. And again, we talked about this. We love their relationship. Strictly platonic, just good friends. Uh, and then Jamie busts in, and Kyborn just like scurries out. And he's like, "What the fuck was all that about?" Uh, and then Cersei gives a speech about just destroying our enemies. And the big reveal: she's pregnant. Yeah. Which damn, I don't know if I believe, but you know, you don't believe well, it. Why don't you believe that? I mean, it, it's it's like great. It's like almost too perfect of timing for her to be pregnant, right? Like I mean, Jamie's Jamie basically back and they were banging. Like. Well, but Jamie's like deciding whether or not you mean he in wants like her cycle. <laughs> no, I, I mean like it, like Jamie's like, oh, I don't even know if this is a winnable war. What are we fighting for? We don't have an heir. All these issues are oh. coming up, and then now all of a sudden Cersei gets pregnant, so now Jamie has a reason to stay and fight for something. Yeah, and she know. also drops it on Tyrion later on. So it's, I wonder if she is trying to get her brothers to kind of sympathize with her a little bit. Because I, I do, I don't think Tyrion will completely go to Cersei's side, but I don't think he will live happily ever after with Starks. That's all I'm saying. That's my prediction. Um, and from there, Gendry meets Jon, and this is great because. Um, Gendry, like like Davos said, he's like, don't tell him you're related to Robert. And immediately right says away. he's related yep. to Robert. Yep. And he's like, oh, you're skinnier than Robert was. And he's like, well, you're shorter than Ned was. And there's this moment where John looks kind of pissed. Like, he put John's like, yeah, all right. I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. They'll do. They're, they're going to get along well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, then John and the crew are getting ready to go. He has a good moment with Danny where he like says goodbye to her. Uh, he's like, farewell, your grace. And she's kind of... <laughs> Kind of like, oh, uh, yeah. She, she's she, she's still like, oh yeah, dude. I want to ride that dragon. Yeah, that's the real dragon yeah. that they're gonna ride. Uh, and then Gilly and Sam are hanging out. Uh, Sam is talking about like he has to like transcribe all the shits and stuff, and he's pissed about it. But there's important information here that oh, if yeah. you don't pay attention, I didn't realize to. it until this watch through, like oh, the, really? the, yeah. the annulment thing that I think you're bringing up. Like I had, exactly. I, I caught yeah. it this time. I was like, holy shit. Gilly says it. She's like Prince Ragger. He got annulled in Dorne yeah. uh, with the Dornish uh, and remarried in and Dorn. remarried in a private ceremony. And it's kind of like swept under the rug. But like, love how you said ceremony there. Ceremony. ceremony. <laughs> uh, Sam's just like super pissed off because he just got shut down by by the Archmaester and in the Conclave or whoever it was. Sam went off after that. Like, oh yeah. That was a rant. And, yeah, um, he and, got pissed. And, Love angry Sam. Mad Sam is great. I actually didn't. I, I didn't catch that either until I rewatched. Like I'll watch first live, and then like I'll rewatch with captions. Um, and that that's was good. when yeah, I caught. It's a veteran move, right? Oh, there, yeah. Guys. Oh, yeah. Gotta have the for captions. all you listeners out there. That's how you watch Thrones. That's hundred percent. Second with the captions. That's I just a- downloaded uh, an app called Duolingo, 
and it has high valerian on it so i'm learning high valerian right now that's, that's wild yeah that's, what 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 do you yeah. know so how do you say hello in high valerian? i don't know i didn't start i just downloaded <laughs> yeah okay i downloaded the i saw it we're getting there i'm thinking about downloading it uh <laughs> i saw it in the app store that's it, basically it so sam as we alluded to earlier just ransacks the place he steals three to four good books <laughs> stuffs them in the bag and then they take off a little horse and buggy um, him, Gilly, and uh, Baby Sam, and th- and that that little like uh, side piece that Gilly mentioned, it'll come up in the next episode that we cover. But um, Regar was annulled and remarried in Dorne. It's pretty much all you need to know at this point. That's huge, pretty big huge. deal. It's a mini bombshell. Mini. That's that's. I mean, that's the full bombshell. That's comes like the later, first. That's, that's like that's, that's the first nuke. That's that's Hiroshima, and then the next one's Nagasaki. Well, two days later. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Truman. He was not fucking around. <laughs> um, and from there, we get Baelish is just like whispering. He's like, "Follow me, Arya." And <laughs> she's doing it. You know, yeah. uh, he's God, just whispering to a bunch guy. of people. Arya is really curious. She follows him exactly into his own trap, where he gets her to get that letter mm-hmm. that Sansa wrote. Um, so this is just well done by Baelish. A little sure horror wizard. He is like he outsmarted Arya, who's in stuff like that, like sneakiness war, like all that yeah. stuff, like killing people. Like she's really good at it. That's, she got, that's her she field. got got. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, I think she would have been caught because Baelish does seem like the kind of guy that when he leaves his room, he waits a little bit and just watches the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or or yeah. has like or someone else literally watch. exactly how everything was oh, yeah. before yeah. he left and if like Puts something's off by like that much. A mm-hmm. little tape on the door kind of thing and Ooh. if it opens, you'd know, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's, oh, mm-hmm. But then how does he get well, no, in the room? She just seen, seen the tape. <laughs> Yeah, she's a, she's a talented girl. But yeah. Baelish, though, he outsmarts her, which is, again, this is one of the few people who could kind of match wits with a faceless person. Um, which there is actually weird online theories that Baelish is a faceless man. There's, I've there's seen online. He's like, people think he might still technically be alive. There's yeah. online, theory, there's online theories about no. everyone being faceless men. Like, people said so that. So, what about was, Ned? Yeah, about Ned, about which fucking would, that'd be awesome Tywin. Still alive. Yeah, there's. Well, no. Ned's. I like Ned being dead. Because that allows the kids to, to also die on their own time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tormund uh, meets with John's crew. The Brothers Without Banners are in jail up in uh, was that Eastwatch. Eastwatch. Yeah, they all hang see. out. Yeah. Um, then the, it's like uh, Beric Dondarrion gives like a rousing speech, and then they're like, "Hey, we're all fighting the dead." And then uh, Thoros of Mir, the Hound. Um, what's the other guy's name? Beric Dondarrion. And then the crew. They're all going north. That's yep. how this episode ends. Yep. Sick ending. Yeah, well, it, it, that's like an all-star team they threw together. They, they, right? that, that that's, I remember the first time I watched it. Like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. That is like your, your Game of Thrones like NBA all-star game. right? I also thought a ton of them were going to die up there, but we'll cover that in the next episode. Though. Oh, yeah, it's coming right now. Coming at you. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the end of the episode. So that's it. We're onto it. All we're right. going to ease into Season 7, Episode 6, Beyond the Wall. We're just going to glide right into Beyond glide, the Wall. We're going to glide right into it. Dude, well, do you not want to? No, yeah. You're no. good with it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were mad about it. No. no. <laughs> you're like, we're just going to glide right in. No, well, I, you, you always, we get, you got to have consent to glide into Beyond the Wall. True. So I was just True. giving you. Oh, well, not in Vicel's world. <laughs> oh, goodness. Highly, Kaibon. What are you. This, this, this. That's, uh, that's just a, another one of those great. Speaking, of, just, speaking yeah. of people who are glad or dead. Yeah. Oh, God. He sucked. All right, see. Yeah, Chris no, Lovin. not Chris even. Lovin. I don't Chris want the rest of these. <laughs> um, Trader of Spices is the only character I and miss. And Lanny Land. And Lanny Land, that's right. Mm-hmm. We miss Lanny Land. He he went from hated to beloved on this podcast <laughs> in really just a matter of moments. Um, so we start. I think maybe you might miss Rick on, though. And hear me out. I hear don't me miss out. Rick on. You love that he's dead, but you miss having him to rip on. I do. That's the truth. So, like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, he's dead, but now you're like, you were a dog chasing, like, 
a car and you caught it. Like, what are yeah. you doing now? We, we got to the bottom of why. That's not even true. No, it's I saw that true. picture. I can't yeah, even I mean, come on. Not even true. Come on. Not even true. Get out of here. You, that Get that was very. You, guys, you look more like Rick Allen than I do. I don't look anything like the boy. Dude, all right, you grow that hair out, you look. You and Rick on are the same. He's just curly. Mine's not curly. Yeah, but if you curl, if you got a perm, curl, why would I get a perm? Gotta... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so episode six, Beyond the Wall. We start with where we left off. This is a hard episode because it's just a lot of like continuous scenes. Yeah, but John and the crew are traveling north. Um, Tormund talks to Gendry about how they I, stay warm. I love Tormund. So He's much. great. Like, I, I didn't know how much I love Tormund until like basically this episode like i always knew i liked him but man this guy's hilarious i think he's getting back to being himself now he's yeah. back ac- across the wall yeah um he's talking about you know they're gonna smack him to stay warm and Gendry's like oh but there's no chicks up here and Tormund's like well we'll just have to make do yeah john like <laughs> chuckles and gendry's like oh no uh i also like too that the wildlings are in charge of Eastwatch. But they still are using some rules. They arrested like the brothers without banner and the hound. They're like, well, yeah. we'll, we'll find out what John wants. Well, to there's do with there's them. still some Night's nice uh, Watchmen. Because nice isn't Ed there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ed Ed Tullet? Uh, is he there yet? I thought so. Doesn't he open the door? Isn't he with Davos when uh, Gendry gets there later? Oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Maybe he not. Might he might not be there. He's yet. on the wall. So he's either at Castle Black or at he's East on the wall. Still, yeah. yeah. Um, How far are those two from each other? I know East Watch is the pretty, furthest east end of the city. Like. Yeah, they're they're pretty far. I would okay. say it's probably about like if you're just walking along the wall, then you'd probably take like a week, okay, and well, maybe a little over a week. Quite to a get Castle Black oh, yeah. is kind of center cut, right on the wall. Yeah, and East Watch right in the middle. All right, yep. and then um, uh, the Shadow Tower is the furthest west one. Right, didn't which have, they've didn't mentioned. know that existed. Yeah, they've mentioned they, it, but they vaguely. mentioned it when like back in season two when John was ranging. Uh, right that's right um so the brothers without banners then apologize to gendry for what they did they're like hey wars cost money uh gendry gets a lot of sauce in this scene uh and again there's just a lot of this continuous conversations john has a great conversation with jorah about Mm -hmm. lord commander mormont and longclaw and he says like this is your house you know sword Mm -hmm. and then he's like nah he gave it to you i I brought shame to my house you keep longclaw which actually is clutch i would rather have john with longclaw than jorah oh yeah it's i love jorah he's a good warrior but like john's top of the line yeah um it's cool seeing these two interact because they're both like living on borrowed time you know technically they were both supposed to die john actually did die yeah so it's cool seeing them yeah chat it up it is cool seeing that's yeah i mean that's I, again, this is what we discuss ad nauseum in this season and hopefully next season are these weird interactions that yeah. you didn't think you'd ever see. Two kind of very similar characters, too, like in their personality. Both kind of not men of few words, but they don't need to talk as much as they can kind of show with their actions, and they're both honorable dudes. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. the age gap a little bit, a little bit oh, different yeah. there. But. Yeah, and also the willingness for Danny to let their penis inside That's of That's also <laughs> a little different. That's just a little true. Just well, a little no, bit. They're called swords. They, they want to offer them their, her, they want to offer her their swords. That's, That's right. Sword milady. Yeah, yeah. And John's like, I've been complimented on my kissing ability. <laughs> Remember Egret? Uh, shrubs. I shrubs. Miss, I miss her. Ginger midge. Uh, so Arya and Sansa quickly discuss Ned and Arya tells like a cute story about how uh, like she would shoot arrows and she finally hit a bullseye, and she heard an applause from up top, and it was Ned. And, and Sansa's like, oh, I do remember how cool he was. And Arya's like, man, you were always knitting. You don't remember. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, Arya just, like, flips the switch. Man. Has the note, just goes hard at Sansa. She, Arya's just, like we said, she's digging for shit to, for that. This is like, one of the things looking Sansa for problems. Yeah. I hardly, 
throughout the entire series, I always liked Arya, and I had my problems with Sansa. At this point, I disagree with Arya wholeheartedly. She oh, yeah. is just digging for problems, like, nah. like Rune said. Arya is one of my favorite characters throughout the show, but like you guys both just kind of touched on, these two episodes are the most uncomfortable like, I've ever been. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. You really need to be doing this. It kind of makes sense when you think about like Arya hasn't been in a comfortable situation yeah. since King's Landing. Yeah. So like she she's probably like Doesn't everything's so calm. She's just like so there's got to be something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So the Hound and uh, the Tor- and Tormund have a quick chat about uh, uh, Brianna Tarth, and it's it's hilarious. It's, uh, he also the Hound teaches Tormund what a dick is. It's also great. <laughs> uh, John and uh, Beric Dondarrion have a chat, uh, and this is actually a great De- Beric Dondarrion, who low key is I think one of my favorite characters in the scene in this episode. He does a great job. Some of his quotes are just out of control. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot of talk about death and, and the Lord of Light, uh, and then from there we finally go across. Uh, so Dragonstone, Tyrion and Danny are discussing Cersei, and also Tyrion. This is when he finally kind of face to face, sitting down one on one, questions Danny about burning the Tarleys. Uh, and Danny is just unbending, unrelenting in that decision. Well, then she starts questioning him in like an almost paranoid fashion because he brings up a succession plan because she can't have kids, which mm-hmm. is known. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, "Why? Why are you thinking about my death? Huh? Wait, is that? Is it that she can't, or is it that she just doesn't like want to? Was there? Was there well, some the, storyline the, where she's like, a career the woman? Priest, the priestess yeah, said that she can't. She have can't. Kids. Okay, so it's not like so like. And she's been taking Dario like, loads. So. <laughs> There's no way those things aren't strong. No, those are potent, man. Those could put a hole in a wall. Those are you shooting ropes with yeah. those. <laughs> Dario's shooting ropes. Right, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry I brought it up. But, uh, but yeah, you no, sent me a great, great, point, dark path. great point from Tyrion, though. Like, what what is the next step? That's kind of what you're seeing uh, in the other camp with Cersei, and now all of a sudden she's pregnant. But Danny but, gets paranoid. Yeah. And she's like, you, you, what are you thinking about me dying? Huh? Yeah. Thinking about me dying? Yeah. And then she brings up that, like, maybe his allegiance to his family is strong. And she keeps, like, this comes up quite a bit in these next two episodes. It's like, oh, you, you, you still like being a Lannister? It's not bad points, though. No, but I she's mean, paranoid. T- t- like, Tyrion's the main one counseling restraint in every single thing that she's doing in Westeros. And then the two biggest decisions that Tyrion made single-handedly both backfired and gave the upper hand to Cersei. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, what the fuck? You're related mm-hmm. to this chick, and all these decisions you're making is hel- are helping her out. Yeah. So what's the deal? And I was going to say, in terms of things being rushed, one of the things that I thought was rushed was how quickly Danny accepted Tyrion. You know, it almost seemed like it could have been an inside job by him and Varys. Originally, when she first meets him, I would have been way more skeptical. Yeah, it was almost right away, like, yeah, okay, you're an advisor, you're cool. And then, like, oh, like, two weeks later, oh, you're the hand now. Like, he's a Lannister. Like, it happened very quickly. Yeah, yeah. And some of the bullshit where, like, even Cersei needs Euron to prove himself because uh, she's like, oh, you're untrustworthy. You killed your own family. Like Tyrion killed his own family. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, welcome aboard. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> it's not ain't much, but it's honest work. Uh, and then from there, the travelers are attacked by a fucking zombie bear. bear. That thing was scary. Sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. I it was awesome. It. it was actually really good CGI as well. Bear they're down. they're wrestling down <laughs> the, the king of the north. Uh, they're wrestling this thing. Thoros of Mir just gets munched on, and then they Mom. finally kill the bear. But Thoros of Mir is, of course, the Red Priest who has been keeping uh, Beric and Darien coming back to life all those times. Mm-hmm. He's still alive, but he is fucked up. He's fucked up. He's he, he's lost a lot of blood. Uh, they pretty much have to carry him at this point. He's not going to make it. He's Essentially, make this it. is it. He knows it's it. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, yeah. That bear got him good. That bear got him good. That's, that bear's like, that's good eating. <laughs> um, and then from that bear the, is like the Rams in that Sunday night game. Or, wait. 
Thoros was the yeah. Rams in the Sunday night game, and the Bears was the Bears. I'm still sad. What are you talking about? <laughs> I get, it. I get what he's trying to say. Move us along. The Rams along. got Snake to my mongoose. Um, Sansa gets Baelish. She gets a little whore wizardry done on her from from the man himself, uh, Peter Baelish. He uh, he comes into the room and he's like, "Oh, Sansa, oh, talk to me." Oh. And she's telling him, um, you know, that she's skeptical of Arya. That Arya's mad at him. And this is when he introduces her to the game he plays, uh, which is to find out a person's motives. I ask myself, what could they? What are the things that they could possibly want? And, and um, one thing that Bayless tries to do here is play Brienne against the the two Stark sisters, Arya and Sansa. And Sansa later on makes a great decision um, to actually remove Brienne from the equation and just send her to King's Landing to meet at this summit, um, which we'll discuss later on. But basically Sansa's smart enough to realize that Bayless is trying to use Brienne to cause a rift, and she decides to get Brienne the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, and it's smart girl. Smart girl. This is again when we've discussed this quite a bit. Sansa finally has come into her own, and that she's like she's in the game now. She's playing the Game of Thrones. And I forgot when Mir- when Thoros of Mir was attacked. Isn't that when they tell Gendry like, "Yo, run to the wall and send fucking ravens"? No, no, no. That's, that's coming up no, right now. That's I think. coming yeah. up. Yeah, because this is when they when John and the gang attack. Yep. This is when they attack the they uh, ambush a small White Walker party. Yeah. Um, so it's one White Walker. It looks like it's almost like they're like scouting ahead from yeah. from the main army of the dead, and uh, they do this quick ambush. Um, John goes one on one with the White Walker with Longclaw, takes him out, and then the rest of the Whites, all but one of them, actually just disintegrate on the spot. It's a tough day. And, uh, it's, a tough day it's a tough day at the it's office. Tough day to be but that's 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 when we as the viewers and I think the group realizes that once you kill a White Walker, it's the boss in the video game. Essentially, yeah, the 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 people who they rose, but essentially all die again. Yeah. Um, and there's one white that survives. They capture that white. Convenient. And right before they capture him, or as they're capturing him, he screams super loud and alerts the rest of the army of the dead. And you see the avalanche start. And this is when they say to Gendry. Right. Yeah. They say, yeah. Gendry, run back to the we wall. You're the fastest. You're the fastest, mm-hmm. the youngest. Uh, run to the wall and and get, get get send ravens. They say you don't sprint marathons, but I'm pretty sure Gendry just sprinted. He sprinted. He did. Fuck out of that, dude. Can and, you imagine in that snowsuit too? Oh He'd my be dying. And and also like his running form was terrible. Oh, yeah, he was knees like, to nose. <laughs> that was when I remember when Adrian Peterson was drafted. They said he ran too high, so he was an injury risk. That, Gendry's an injury risk yeah. out there. Someone's gonna take out his legs. He's gonna have ACL surgery. Bad center of gravity there. Yeah, <laughs> low man wins. Gendry did you guys ever play uh, backyard baseball? Oh yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. Petey? Petey Williams and his neck. Would be flying backwards yeah. when he's running. That's what Gage kind of looked like. He was like a little Pete Williams out there. Um, so yeah, he lets out that screech. There's that avalanche, uh, and then there's a great scene where they're running from them, and they do that great kind of tracking shot where John is running, mm-hmm. and you could see the walkers kind of forming around yep. them, and they're getting they're getting cornered. They're in trouble. Yep. It's almost like uh, like what like John has a, a passion for just getting surrounded by enemies. He, like at the Battle of the Bastards, oh, yeah. he'd be a Bukaki boy. <laughs> <laughs> You know the Watchers on the Wall episode when when they, <laughs> when they were wildlings on both the South and the North. So John, John just loves just being surrounded by bad guys. <laughs> he just yeah, just so, John's a know. huge fan of it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, they so say nice guys finish last. Yeah, John's there to catch them. <laughs> so there. So they. What happens is the ice breaks. So they kind of like luck out because the White Walkers can't cross water, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean they can't. This is a little. They can't swim. They can't swim, but they do. Okay, so but they, they can't. Do, but but they at the can, end, I, I, yeah. after we get to the end of this episode, yeah. I'm gonna have a question. Yeah, this that's is gonna poke it, yeah. a hole I mean, in that. But I that's think, okay. We, maybe we can some. Continue, I'll get there when I get there. Yeah, I, but so some they, can swim. They're not quite. Jamie can swim in armor, but White Walkers can't float. Yeah, but well, well, yeah, whatever. Well, whites can't swim. <laughs> All right, Chris cannot swim, but uh, it says it right there in the Twitter. That's right. At At Chris, Chris can't swim. That's right. Great follow. And, uh, we're not going to talk Fun about. We're not going to talk Instagram about the Moose and Runes podcast no, at not. all. We're not, not going to discuss it. it. Um, Gendry. So they're cornered. They're just waiting for the ice to freeze and basically waiting to die, which is a sad way to look at it. Gendry makes it to the wall, um, and he's he's like dying. And Davos comes out and catches him. He's like, "You got to send a raven." And uh, Davos like screams, "Send ravens." Um, and then we go back to Lady Stark, where she gets that invite from King's Landing, sends mm-hmm. Brienne in her place, gets her out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Davos creamed in his pants. Uh, and, and we're meant to understand that these events are taking place over a time of like, probably like two weeks, like a fortnight probably. It's not something that's happening in quick succession like they show in the show. Vocabulary so, usage there, fortnight. Well, yeah, fortnight. Wow. Yeah. Really busting it up. Miss it. Thanks. This guy's got that old English vocabulary. Um, you rap scallion. And then Danny gets the letter and he says, she's like, oh, I got to go help him. Like, they took this risk for me. I got to take this risk for them. She takes all of her dragons. And Tyrion, again, is like, Thoros, fuck him. Thoros dies, too. Thoros dies. That's mm-hmm. right. And uh, the Hound even says to uh, Beric Dondarrion, he's like, that's it for you. You got and no more lives. Gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your guy's gone. Um, and then Danny takes the dragons. Tyrion's, Tyrion's like, no, 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 don't go. Like, it's not worth the risk. Mm-hmm. We're all lost without you. Which I think this is genuine from his heart. But at the same time, it's kind of like a dick move. But I get it. But it's he's he's right. He's right in what he's saying, and I can also see her being like, "I have to go do this." But the right move was probably sorry. Just let him. Yeah, let him him go. Then again, if they don't, if they let him die, they don't have the White Walker, and then the meeting's all for nothing. Yeah. So there's kind of that side of the argument too. It's I think Danny's really bought into this idea that like she doesn't want to rule over ashes, right? So. You know, even if she takes King's Landing, and and meanwhile she's got this Raven Scroll in her pocket, saying that the Army of the Dead's she believes in John. friends and shit, yeah. and then you know, so it's kind of it's like a double edged sword. Like, okay, I can take King's Landing and rule Westeros for a second, but I'm gonna have to deal with this problem in the North. She right doesn't win anyway. it without without the North. I mean, yeah. 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 Um, so the ice is refrozen. The walkers attack. It's a great scene where the hound is like throwing rocks at him, and then he throws one and it slides oh, all the way there. And he's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> they all attack. They're losing a few guys, but mostly just like little, like, little non-wildlings. How yeah. the hell do they stay alive? I don't. Dude, I don't know. That was it they was ate cool. That was seen, but like the White Walkers were all coming at once. There were literally like there were hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah, for seven. Like, yeah. And, then, well, and and not to mention, like I, I thought for a second that Tormund was going to die because he's getting he's getting, dragged. He got, like, brought, he's he's getting did dragged. get Tormund. I think yeah. John was the one that ended up getting him out. Or the, no, the, the Hound. Hound. Yeah. The Hound oh, came okay. and got him. Yeah. This is just a, such a cool scene, though, where John, very similar Battle of Bastards. He looks at Jorah and he looks at all of them and he sees them all climbing and he's kind of like, "This is it." Yeah. And then he goes to swing uh, Longclaw and he just ducks and you see. And the music changes, and Danny's there with all the dragons, just fucking so shit. Good. Oh, this is a great scene. Fire just going all over. Winter the Winter just coming all over. Uh, um, the the White Walkers or the the Whites are all just getting disintegrated by the three dragons. Oh, you loved it. And, and then it, it's almost like it's almost like the Night King kind of saw this coming uh, because he was prepared with that javelin. Um, one of the White Walkers was just like, "Here, what a here throw, you go, bro. Man. What a throw, dude. Oh god, yeah. take a, you're, you're a sports analyst. That was, take that us was, through that this. Was, that was honestly, I know the Super Bowl that." We watched this year wasn't that great, 
But Tom Brady's throw to Gronk, you know, Very right, similar, right yeah. in the fourth quarter, set up the only touchdown of the game. That was that throw, man. Yeah, that was exactly where it needed perfect to be. Spiral, perfect spiral. He put it only where Viserion could get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, yeah, the, the Night King takes out Viserion. He crashes through the ice. He's dead. Um, the rest of the crew jumps up on Drogon. John is like a foot away from Drogon. He's like, no, go, 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 because the Night King. It is was grabbing. a little bit. Of, it it would have been tough. He goes away bad. to help the other guys get on. Like he he yeah. runs interference. So they literally all take off, mm-hmm. and John then gets like dragged through the ice with some walkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he emerges from the fucking ice. Yeah, which where where Somehow. where are all the where are all the what happened in the army of the dead? How did how did John Snow hold his breath for like a day for the whole army of the dead to clear out? I think they began. They assumed he died and began like walking away. That's kind of what I thought too. Yeah, but it happened. But he was down there for a while. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Let's just say like 35 seconds. You could hold your breath that long. And then they're all like, oh, they so, got him. So you could clear out that. My more thing is, how didn't he freeze to death? Because like, well, yeah, you're in that, that soaking cold, like soaking wet cold clothing, like yeah. on the yeah. horse ride that we're going to get to. He like, was a dead boy. Um, plot holes. Right, yeah. It's fine. I'm cool with that. Well, then John comes out of it, and all of a sudden, like, he's about to die again because they're all going to attack his ass. Yeah. And then Benjen fucking shows up. Uncle Benjen. Yep. Coming in clutch. Benjen, saves John. Like, you. I'm gonna make a sports reference here. Like you got every team, I feel like on their rival or has a player that's like a Sox killer. Like I don't like he used to be the Royals' first baseman when I was growing up. Mike Sweeney was always Mike a White Sweeney. Sox killer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Stark is a team White Walker killer. Oh yeah, he is. Twice He's so now, good. Twice yeah. now we had you guys where we wanted. We had Bran. We had John. We we're about to pull them both over. They were who we thought they were. I, like, Let them off the hook. <laughs> man, like, this would have been great. In the clutch. Not to not to promote my podcast because I said it wouldn't, but we have a segment on it called "The Airing of Grievances." My grievance here is Benjamin Stark. Like, where is he coming from? All right, listen. All right, okay, guys, clutch. So he's open he's as soon clutch, as he walks bothers, in the gym. That's why I don't like him because he's he's good and I, I yeah, just, he gets he's that. like Robert Ori. He's just going to win titles. Yeah, he uh, knows, makes, he's in the right place at the right, right time and he can right execute. And he's got that ball of fire. Well, I love he, that. R.I.P. to Benjamin. Now he, he 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 dies. He so dies right think. here. He dies. He right dies. There. That's true. Or so we think. So There's we been think. a couple times we thought he was dead. I I the ball he, that he's he that has. weird like half dead, not dead. Maybe he can survive some. That's stuff. true. Maybe. That's a good point. That's true. That the ball that he has, I always think it's like the thing that like they do at the church sometimes, like the incense. Oh, the incense. He's got the incense, yeah. but he just lit it on fire. <laughs> um, I mean, that's probably you could probably you light incense yeah. on fire. It's probably yeah. So he sends John to the wall on his horse. Uh, and John's like, Uncle Benjamin, and then Benjamin hits John with like a, there's no time! Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I think the, the no only time. way he was going to get John to go, though, was like taking off like, hey, I am Benjamin, you have to go. If yeah. it's some oh, random yeah. dude, John probably wasn't going to listen to him, yeah. but the fact that it was Benjamin. Yeah. Benjamin is super cold toward him and Bran, because I think he's just like, good luck, guys. Because he even when Bran is like, thanks, Uncle Benjamin, he's just kind of like, whatever. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's he, he like he's dead. He, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he lost some of his like humanity. Yeah. So they, inside. Yeah. yeah, they send John to the wall. Danny's up there, like sad, like and George's like, "We have to go, Your Grace." She's like, "No, just like one more minute." John, <laughs> yeah. of course, yeah, he shows up. They put him on the boat. Uh, she sees like they remove his clothes because he's fucking freezing to death. Davos is a little too excited. I think he's like, "Oh yeah," uh, and then Danny's, clothes are all crusty. Get him off him. Yeah, Danny sees that like he was actually stabbed a bunch. Yep. As John said earlier, it's like Davos over exaggerates. Yeah. And she sees it. He, co- he, co- she's like bawling, holding his hand, telling him like, I, I you know, Why is she crying. He's alive. Those are my children. Well, she lost Viserion. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, you know, and he's like, I know, I'm sorry. And he calls her Danny, and she's like, no one's called me Danny in a while except like my brother. You don't want to be in his company. And he's like, then how about Moist. my queen? Moist. Oh, she got. It. She got. It. Oh yeah. She got a lady bone. See, and yeah. then and then she holds his hand, and then they're like looking at each other, and, and, and that's I th- when you know it's on. 
Yeah, they, I, they were going to, but John was still too weak. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no way John would have been able to get it up. No, he probably get so cold. He probably get halfway, yeah. but the blood has to be you know go throughout all throughout the entire. He could he could eat her out. He could eat her. And then you know sit on his face. Sit on the face. It'll toe sucking. I mean, apparently right as rain. John can hold his breath for like five minutes underwater now. Oh God, it's a good point. Yeah, go for a joyride. No wonder and why Egret liked him so much. He calls her my queen, and then there's like a scene where they're both like realizing too a little too intense. So she like lets go of his hand, and he's kind of like, "Oh, okay." And she's like, "Well, you have you have a good night." And a little bit something I skipped just really quick. Sansa and Arya get in another argument, yep, but she sees the faces. That was, yep. that was which I'd is important because Sansa now is starting to sneak through Arya's shit to dig up dirt on a lot Arya. of Pearl Harbors going on, and uh, and she finds these faces. Sansa's rightfully freaked out, and Arya just like has this weird chat about like. Oh, we can be who, or I can be whoever I want now, and blah blah. Who I, I am. Me? I think she says, "I can even be you." Yeah, that yeah. part. Of it, yeah, pulls the knife on it. Yeah, what the fuck, like, Arya? Yeah, too much. Gives Sansa the knife. I, I don't know. Yeah, she is. I don't think Arya is planning on doing anything to Sansa. I just think she wants her to know that she can. Right. Yeah. I think it might even be part of like a younger sibling thing here too. Like, I just want. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything. But if I have to, I'm I not touching you. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to kill you, but I I, I could. I could if I you. wanted to. Yeah. So don't screw up. Yeah. yeah, most good relationships are based on that based mindset. On fear. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. I I'm not going to, but I can. <laughs> the implication. Uh, yeah, it's the implication. So then this is where I think the questions are going to come up. At the end of this episode, the Night King gets his dragon with a bunch of chains. Mm-hmm. He came strapped with all of his gear. Where they get the chains? Where they get the chains? But also. Did they swim in there? And how I think did they get down my there? mindset is is so you know whenever they show up how they all like jump off cliffs and shit. Mm-hmm. I think they can't swim, but they can sink. And the Night King yeah. just sacrificed some. He yeah. warned them to go in there yeah. and strap the thing up and die. They die for the Night King. They do his bidding. So that's my mindset on but it. But it's they get the chains back. that's exactly it. It's just human labor, so, I guess. They, yeah. So like I, I, I think so. Okay, I, I think they got the chains from maybe one of the abandoned castles on the wall or something. Possibly, um, there were docks at Hardhome. Docks have chains. Maybe they got them from there. Um, also explains kind of why the army dispersed so quickly as it, before John came up from the they water. They had a job to do. Maybe they had to go get the chains. It's true. Imagine fighting a battle and it's like, oh, the real work now. <laughs> Jeez. And then, and then uh, to your point, I think they dropped some down with the chains. And they're like on the bottom of, of that little uh, body of water. Yeah. They tie Viserion up, and the rest of them pull it. Pull and those it whites up. probably die. Yeah. I have a question that has never been covered. If so, let's say all those whites that John cut down, can the Walkers then revitalize them, or no? Is there like a I one per think so. use think, rule? It's yeah. like a punch card at Subway. It's just one, well, good I, for I, one. I think, I think it comes down to that magic, right? So like um, he just, the he same magic the that keeps the White Walkers alive. Like the children of the forest had that. The dragon glass breaks that magic. I think the Valyrian steel breaks that magic. Interesting. Am okay. I wrong or at Hardhome, like after they have that insane battle and they're all like floating away and they know they can't get to him, doesn't he raise everybody, not just the... Wildlings I thought it was just the wild. Oh, well, I, it might be. I thought it was like literally everybody. I never paid enough attention. I, I, again, I didn't either. That's why I'm kind of asking yeah. you guys being the, the well. I, I, well, I remember because there's a there's a lot it's of. It's also the most like badass scene in all. Oh, yeah, I know so we're not. Good. You're way so past good. that, but like just yeah, so good. Direct um, eye contact. That's when I. That's when I knew I was Team White Walker. To to not completely just throw Hashtag. plot holes all over the place. I'll just say it was it was the wildlings that he rose. Not okay. the, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're settled. Um, so speaking, yeah. okay. So your, your allegiances are coming out. So I want to dive into this here. Yeah. I'll give you a chance to plead your case. Uh, so not only you, but the the both the Moose and Runes podcasts are well. Joe's known. more Joe's more of Team White Walker because he doesn't really 
pay, he doesn't really watch. He watches it when his girlfriend does, because his girlfriend watches. She'll okay. be good he's following he your lead really on it. So yeah. he's like, he's really following. I've kind of convinced him it's Wanga Walker. Okay, yeah. so you'll you'll be the spokesperson for Team White Walker here. Give it. Let's let's we'll give you the floor to plead your case as to why. I'm a, I'm a simple guy. I think you've known me long enough. I'm a pretty simple, straightforward, kind of black and white kind of guy. And that's what the White Walkers are to me here. They 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 see all this stuff going on north south of the wall and. People are fighting over who gets to live in what castle and who gets to rule over who. And these guys are like, it's, they're, you're doing too much. All right, we just want some peace. We want some civility. And sometimes in order to do that, you have to create a little chaos. But their goal is simple. We just want to kill all of you and bring you under our guard. You sound like Thanos. Yeah, yeah that's maybe. a do. Yeah. You know, Thanos, <laughs> for as much as you want to say... Are you point. Team Thanos? <laughs> I'm kind of talking myself into it. I mean, well, well, but like, okay, if you just want peace and quiet, then why don't, how about this? How about you just stay north of the wall? Because like, every, be... oh, you want to live in, in cold mountains the rest of your life? Well, no. Well, we got sandy beaches and stuff. Kings <laughs> Let's go down there. The Night King's ready for a vacation. They just, yeah, they just want to go to a sandals resort is yeah. basically yeah, what we they need want to, to do. Sandals, Jamaica. Danny's down there doing some Rastafarian shit. <laughs> America expanded at some point. Like you got to open up a little bit. You got to have different parts of your your ruling. You can't Manif- get cold the entire time. Manifest destiny. So yeah, sort of okay. Get it. So so the Night King is Andrew Jackson. It's basically what's sure. Going on. Let's go with it. I like. Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. I'm right. Not He's... great on my history, but I think that makes sense. The Night King was <laughs> created to conquer. That's all he knows. And after the long night, he's back and he's better than ever. Yeah. I. I am also like kind of. I get it. I wouldn't say that I'm Team White Walker because I I, I like John and Dan. You're Team like White Walker, win, but I I, I liked I, I want like my prediction for the ending is that the White Walkers win. So that's kind of mm-hmm. I know. don't. I'm John putting my money on the, on the White Walkers, but I'm I'm not necessarily I'm not a favorite. You think of them. Georgie Boy is just gonna have it end with the Night King sitting on the on the throne and it's done? Yeah. My theory is that John and Danny's baby. Is the prince that was promised? Right. He will, and he will lead the rebellion against. Right. The, but the White Walkers win. Have to win for that to happen. Yeah, and, and, and then true. someone escapes with John and Danny's kid, and it's kind of like an open ending. Like it's assumed that he's the prince that's promised and will eventually lead. Uh you some can't leave survivors. this series open, can you? No, well, I mean you can because there's so much money, and it would just leave it open for them to bring it back. That's yeah. true. That is true. All right, you want to get into some segments? We'll start with our ratings. We'll start. We'll start with the ratings here. All right. Um, I'll start with our, you want to lead us off? Yeah, you're right. The guests, the guests should lead us off. Yeah. With our ratings. I, what, I loved them, guys. I, I thought they were both really good. Up. I mean, I'm not getting as deep and thoughtful into these episodes. You guys probably are because you guys know know the things more than I do. More of a casual viewer. I kind of give both of them. I'm, I'm probably the first uh, East Watch. I'd probably give. Uh, a solid seven, and then I think okay. uh, what's the next? What's the name of the Beyond next one? The wall. Beyond the wall. I probably give uh, I think an eight point one. He's right on there yeah. with me. 8. He's 8. right on there with me. Marion Hosa. Nice. I like that. So like what's it. so what's yours? Mine was a six and a half and an eight. So we're okay. right on each other right okay. there. Um, what about you? So I gave East Watch a five. I didn't think it was that good. Yeah, you went really low. Um, but then also no Not shade curve, so five and a half. That's true. No shade. Gotta get rid of that shade um, curve. Five point five. No fractions. Beyond the wall. I, I love the episode. I love the action. It's great. But to me, there's just too many plot holes. There's too many questions Ooh. that I don't understand what's going on. So I oh. gave it a seven, but no shade curve. Seven and a half. Seven point five. All right. Yeah. Um, I still like Shay. It's. There's, what? There's some excitement. Wait, hold on. Well, hold on just a second here. All right. So I thought the team White Walker was was controversial. No, no, I, was, I, say, I got no problem with Shay. I don't see the the issue you have with her. I think he. Yeah. It's. I know a lot of people who've questioned us on our hate for Shay. I don't like 
Well, so what's your biggest problem with Shay? Let's get let's hear this that, out. That let's my, this my out. biggest let's problem talk. with Shay is that not, she I was. I don't want to raise voices. She, I just want to have a conversation. Yeah, calm down, Chris. She, she, she was. <laughs> she was just, we're your friends. We just want to talk. She to was just yeah, me manip- manipulating one of my favorite characters on the show. Was she the manipulating, entire time or was, was she, she just show. like, I really love this guy and I want him to be with me? Or no, was she, do you think she had? She was. She was manipulating him. She used him to advance herself and put herself in a more comfortable position. And when it was inconvenient for that to be the narrative, she switched. I think at first she might have been doing that, but I think the farther they got along, I think she like just actually liked the guy and wanted yeah. to be with him. No, you know when if you... she wanted to be in a better position, she would have taken the massive offer given to her by Varys and went and lived in paradise for free for the rest of her life. It's if true. she wanted to be comfortable, unless you, yeah, I mean that's I no. See that. Instead, she that, wanted that, to live with a dwarf that, in King's Landing, where that's everybody. That's a great point. Him. I think yeah, a dwarf who can't happened, even hide in a bush. I think I think what happened was it was one of those lies that it goes on long enough where you start to believe it yourself. I think that's what like happened. Like nine eleven. I mean, I, I I just I I didn't like her, man. She brought Tyrion down. Yeah, you know, I didn't like her. Did so much her. And she did bring Tyrion down, but I don't yeah. think it was intentional. I think it was more of like. She oh, had, it wasn't intentional like, when she's on the stand as a witness lying to everyone okay, in court? after that point, after what Tyrion had said to her and basically did to her, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed too. She basically, she, she did that because Tyrion at one point was like, you're a yeah. whore, you're nothing but a whore, I never loved you, this yeah. is all just because you're a whore. I think what I would got, you do if you were called a whore that many she times? Was, she was. She was a prostitute by profession. That yeah, was her but job. She always thought, and Syrian had always said, like this is actually real. And then to have basically someone stab you in the back like that doesn't feel too good. I think the area her. though where it became clear to me that she was just about herself was then it turns out she's waxing Tywin's knob. He comes. No, I, you know, I think that's where she reverted back to being. Herself. She went back to her roots. Yeah, okay, I can, I can, I can jam with that. I, can I think she that. thought she'd moved on and then probably had this mental thing like, okay, no one's ever going to see me as more of a whore, so I'm just going to go be a whore. Listen, we've made good progress. Anti-Shay. Anti-Shay. I'm also team anti You can see my side here, though, guys. I can. Yeah. It's just, you've yeah. just made a really eloquent case for Shay after also making an eloquent case for the White Walkers. <laughs> Big White Walkers. <laughs> team White, Big White, team White Walker. Walker. Team White Walker. I can, I'll, I'll side with the White Walkers more than I'll side with Shay. Sorry That's for that, guys. Socks just booted Routine double play. Yeah, the double play. God, my man. Neither one handled that ball correctly. No. Uh, so from there, we got Shea best line. She was great at handling balls. Though. She was. That yeah. was. She was a whore. That was her job. Best line got <laughs> Literally me. her job. I'll, uh, I'll yeah. kick this one off. Yeah, start us off. My best, best line yes, is, uh, I talked about this. Down my notes, guys. <laughs> pull out those notes. Uh, is Beric Dondarrion uh, about the true enemy where he says, death, the first enemy and the last. I like Because that. that's true. That's what they're fighting. Literally, mm-hmm. the Night King is just death in a way. Uh, it's almost like a symbolic thing. And then my Yas Queen is, uh, Tyrion says, uh, last time I was here, I killed my father with a crossbow. And then Davos replies, just when they get to King Landing, last time I was here, you killed my son with wildfire. Great self-burn. Great self-burn. <laughs> you can't laugh at yourself, who can Sometimes you laugh at? Sometimes you gotta be able to. Yeah. Davos is a realist, man. He, he he knows what's up. He knows what I mean. He's not mad about it. Yeah. He's, he probably misses his kid, but like, yeah, he's not mad about it. He's not mad, he's upset. Yeah. <laughs> when you cross battle lines, you know, it's yeah. not personal at that point. Um, Maroons. Sure. My my best line was um, it was the scene where uh, one of the scenes where Danny was questioning Tyrion's like loyalty, and said like you know you always seem to be taking their side, and he basically said like yeah to know your enemy and to think like your enemy you have to take their side like you have to think like I don't remember the yeah. exact line I'm sorry mm-hmm. I'm butchering it's, basically no it's you're right it's to know your, your enemy shoes. like you have yeah. to think like your enemy and and make decisions like they would to know where they're going to go next mm-hmm. so i 100%. thought that was a good one my yas queen was uh we brought it up i think once or twice but uh the hound was was talking about mm-hmm. dicks <laughs> and he's like i think Tormund's once like dick i like it and the hound goes 
I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's fantastic. Just, just a quick, subtle line from the Hound. I thought that was that was pretty good. The Hound's like one of those like fake badass. Like he he has that uh, facade where he's just such a tough dude, but then he, he he's a softy. He's a softy inside. inside. Yeah. Um, he's a badass. I want him on my side, but he's a yeah. Softie. Uh, my best line is from the Hound to Beric Dondarrion. He says, "Every Lord I've ever met has been a cunt. Don't know why the Lord of Light should be any different." <laughs> so, good point. True good point about good, lords. Good point about lords and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Yas Queen was uh, from Danny to Tyrion, and they're talking about Jon Snow, and she goes, "He's too little for me." And then she's like, well, you know, not in that way. Not in that way. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Tyrion's just like, damn, I'm friend zone. Tyr- Tyrion just got hard. And, he gets it. And Jorah had to be like, well, I'm tall. What the fuck? <laughs> damn. I'm taller than John. You can't win with this lady. Uh, hottest moments. Uh, I'll kick us off. My hottest moment was when uh, John and the crew are cornered in the north. And out of nowhere, you see Drogon come in and Rolling just through. eviscerate eviscerate the walkers, which was pretty dope. Uh, fucking that shit That was up. a hot moment. It was very hot. I Goosebumps. Was, goosebumps. Goose pimples, uh, boners, all of it. <laughs> Team White Walker. I mean, it has to be the last clip of the last scene that we see when the when the dragon eye opens and he got a blue oh, eye. It's like, man. oh, we're in business oh, now, man. boys. We're it's in huge. business. You got, you still got two, but we got one. See, yeah. I thought I thought you were gonna go with the toss with the javelin toss itself. No, that, like there. that was just that wasn't hot to me like that was just a leak that was elite that was great throws you gotta make to so that was like that it's was when you found out like yeah okay we got our Joe Flacco. quarterback but then like when the eye opens that's like yeah. oh we traded for khalil mack too yeah, yeah. so joe flacco it was a joe yeah, flacco throw sports. it was an elite throw <laughs> <laughs> joe flacco uh my hottest moment was when john touches drogon for the first time damn um I think major implications there, not only for Danny's love for John, but also like John being a secret Targaryen. So, thought that was tight. Can I have like a runner-up hottest moment? Yeah. It was when John. There, there it was earlier on in the first episode where John's basically deciding to go to the wall, and Danny says like, "I haven't given you permission to leave," and John kind of stands up to her and is like, "You know, without with all due respect, I don't need your permission." Oh yeah. You can kind of see it in her eyes like, oh, "All right." Yeah. All She's like, I like oh, it yeah. when you talk back to me. I yeah. thought she, I thought that got it moving forward a little bit. Yeah, yeah. she's like, now spit on me. <laughs> Don't tell me I'm scum. We all know Danny's into the badasses. Yeah. yeah, the whole throne room is just like, whoa, should we leave? <laughs> uh, and from there we got Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore Re- reunions we want to see. Yeah, so, well, so guess this, gets first pick oh, always. So, yeah. so this is not only reunions we want to see in season eight, but just any sort of character interactions we're looking forward to in season eight. So I'm looking forward to some more Tormund and Brienne, just because. Torment some torment some great comedy. They're so oh, mismatched. Yeah. Like I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to see kind of how they they go at each other. I think Brienne's going to be a big. There's no time for this sort of person. You know? Eventually, though, she's yeah. There's no time. No time. No time. If it was Jamie, she would make time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fact. Fact. Uh, my first pick is an obvious one. John and Arya. It's yeah. going to oh, be yeah. great to see. Because um, they, I think they were the closest out of the siblings. So it'll yeah. be cool to see them. My first pick is Jamie Lannister and uh, all the Starks. I want to see him and Bran mostly. I want to see how Bran interacts to being like, hey, fuckface, <laughs> remember me? Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to Jamie and Bran. I think Jamie's going to be more flustered in remember that interaction than Bran tower? will. Yeah. Bran will just be like, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and Jamie will be like, you sure? <laughs> Can I get you anything? I, I think I'm going to go with Bran and the Night King because I think at some point, like, they've come face-to-face in visions a lot. Mm-hmm. I think at some point, uh, Bran might be from afar, but they're actually going to kind of come face-to-face a little bit and Ooh. something's got to give. They might be each other. Who knows? 
then what, what not if, a spoiler yeah, whip, what if they just like what if they just well, slide then, into each if other if they are each other then that is that's an interaction am i i mean yeah no that'd be tight i would i would love to see that um I have some more insignificant ones here, but I like John and not just Daenerys, but like once he finds out it's his aunt, like I think that's going to be pretty weird. John and so Ned in the Crypts, kind of like why'd you lie to me type thing? No, 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 no. Were you listening to what I just said? No, no. <laughs> John and Danny, but once John finds out that Danny's his aunt, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my second pick is Jorah and Lady Mormont. We talked about this last week. Oh. I actually was already looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. how Jorah and Lady Mormont interacted. Does so that's Jorah like two. know her? Like, was she born? He probably knows that? her. I, I think probably yeah, knows yeah, of her. Yeah, I don't think she would remember him because okay. she was probably too young. But yeah, uh, this one might be easier. Well, obviously, I'm going with John and Sam. Been separated yeah, for a oh, while. Sam's kind of yeah. coming back for not for not vengeance, but like really a redemption a little bit here. He's got some more knowledge. He wants to help, and I think he's going to. But oh, yeah. I, I, those two are always good friends, close friends. Looking forward to it. Sheedy's an anti-Sam guy. I don't know yeah, why. I am anti-Sam. There's no reason. There's nothing to not like about yeah, Sam. Yeah, come on. Everything. There's everything. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he, Rickon died, so he needs someone else to Not to true. Get Wrong. Um, I want to go with Sansa and Tyrion here. Ooh, that's uh, a good one. They're, they're t- still technically married. So well, no, they got an old. I think. Yeah, nah, yeah. Well, still, it'll still, still be interesting. Be it'll still be interesting. Hey, hey right. how so, you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that so, marriage thing? Yeah. That Tyrion's cool. like, we never did consummate the it's day. It's like, want to run it back? Yeah, want to <laughs> run it back? Uh, my third one is the Hound in the Mountain. Oh, that's a good one. That's gonna be tight. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Clegane Bull 2.0. We got to finish the job here. Yeah. All right. We we kind of saw it in. Uh, the next episode you guys get yeah. to it, Bron and Tyrion. Those two are always fun together. Yeah. That's my last pick. Oh, that's a great one. Those, that's those true. Those are fun to see together. Yeah. So is, is, what, what, what is Bron's deal right now? I mean, is he going to what is Bron, he going to do? Bron goes where the money goes. And yeah. I think Jamie was the one paying him. Now that Jamie's gone and Jamie's not paying him. Cersei? I don't, if Cersei's so not paying him, he's not staying. That's yeah. The, yeah. Bron's a loyal guy, but like, and he's if friends with those him. people, but he's he made it very cash. clear early on. He wants, the the yeah, he wants his fucking castle. Yeah, he wants his fucking castle. I'm gonna go with. Uh, this is tough for me. I might have an honorable mention after, but Danny and Viserion. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, when when you know they're gonna be flying, fighting each other at some point in time. So maybe she'll have the kill shot. Won't want to take it. Well, we'll see. Oh, it's true. I wonder how that'll how that'll go. Uh, my fourth and final pick is gonna be uh, White Walker version of Rickon and a bowl of hair. So, I think that, yeah, well, me and Chris are big into torturing on this podcast, and one of the ways I would torture Rick on is make him eat his own hair. So, I want him to come back in the next season as a white, and John captures him and feeds him his hair. I think I think he's in, isn't Rickon gonna be he's buried in the crypts now right he's got to be down yeah there. but he's still fair so. game right <laughs> <laughs> you know um, they go down there and fuck with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was our fourth round. Oh, so honorable mention uh, Melisandre and Varys. Would be tight. Melisandre and Davos. Melisandre and Davos. That's a great one. Yeah. He might kill her. He might. It might be that that time. Um, who Arya and the Hound? Did we say that already? No, no. no but we said the Hound great. and the Mountain. Yeah. Is, I mean, John and the Night King are gonna come face to face at some point. Yeah. But that one, you know, that'll be like they're they're so not gonna it, have a chat. You know, it's yeah, but gonna, they're gonna interact. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No fight. Uh, a lot of good ones. Next segment, you blew it. Fan favorite. Fan favorite segment. Fan favorite. Um, I'll lead us off with the you blew it. Mine was the hound tossing that rock onto the ice. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, they, they were fine before that happened, and after that shit just hit the biggest, fan. Biggest mental error in so, the history of the game. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Hound. You blew it. 
you blew it. You, you fucking, fucking blew, blew it. it. <laughs> he blew it, uh, making bad decisions. Um, my you blew it is actually this one's tough for me because it's Daenerys, uh, and it's her deciding to burn the Tarleys. Uh, to me, it was a bad choice. I think I think she could have put them in a cell for a few weeks, and if they still make those decisions, she could have done it, and it couldn't have been as public. Could have been a more private execution. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, she's trying to create a better world, and I think with a trigger finger like that, she's just creating more Floridas. Uh, so uh, Daenerys. I'm blowing it. Technical difficulty. You blew it. You blew it. You blew it. You blew I'm it. surprised you didn't hit her with it. We love you, buddy, but you blew it. Oh, that's that's always on there. <laughs> uh, Runes here, you blew it. I'm sticking with the hound as well, but a different uh, different occurrence happened a few minutes before that one uh, when they're fighting the bear, and the bear's kind of charging at him. He's got a kill shot with the sword, and the fire freaks him out, and he kind of freezes, oh, yeah. and that's when Thoros jumps in, and that's when Thoros dies. Yeah. So... Not a great episode for the Hound and his mental errors, so mm-hmm. the Hound. Love you, buddy, but you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> love you, buddy, but you blew it. Love you, buddy, but you blew it. You can't, yeah, I love the Hound, but that's He froze, a, he froze up in the big moment. He's the, he's the anti-Night King from that episode. So there's going to be a lot of fire in the battles in Season 8 because there's going to be dragons, so like he's got to get over that figure, shit. Fast. Figure it out, dude. Yeah, like, I hope so. It's like 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. he's got like PTSD over get this over shit. Yeah. It's like, listen... Uh, so we uh, get George a date. I got an easy one for George, and I'm just gonna hit it right off the bat. Completely forgot about this segment, so I'm, I'm gonna wing it. It's all right. Uh, I picked Alex Jones for George because uh, oh, Alex man. is in some hot water right now uh, because apparently he's admitting in like court that he was in a momentary form of psychosis hey. when he said that Sandy Hook was made up. It happens to all of us. We all yeah, we all have it. momentary forms of psychosis, uh, and I think George can help him differentiate between fantasy and the regular world in reality. Nice. Uh, coward. So I'm going with uh, <laughs> Alex Jones. Perfect date for George. I like it. I'm going to stay topical and, and go back to my, my sports roots here a little bit. Not that I have a sports podcast called the Moose and Roots Podcast or anything. I'm not going to plug it. 100th episode's coming up in two uh, weeks, it, I heard. But we're not plugging it. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, but I'm not going to say it. You said it, not me. True. Uh, Zion Williamson. Oh, good thing. Um, so I think that like Zion Williamson is the <laughs> oh, he's God. the everything anybody wants to talk about. In the sports world right now, George R. R. Martin's probably the face of you know TV like <laughs> TV shows right. Like he's one of the more popular names in that. Okay. I think you're merging kind of two two. Uh, what is he laughing about over here? To make a power just, couple. Yeah. Uh, both are you know bigger boys. I think that. And that's <laughs> why I might do something just too. imagine those two boys uh, battling the four boys. Zion is 18 now, so that's that's also it's it's, it's oh, legal. Man. It's, oh. it's, it's at the age. <laughs> oh, uh, but no, I think I think it creates an ultimate power couple. Oh, right. Okay. And think about the like Zion's going to sign like a hundred million dollar show oh, deal. God. George is making money hand over fist with Thrones. So I think okay, those just two together. Imagine. It's power just imagine those two boys. I'd rather dude. not imagine that much. Yeah, dude, if yeah, you got yeah. a temper pee, you don't want memory foam with those bad boys. You wanted to forget everything. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't prepare for one this week. So uh, go with Zion. Zion will be the, the top. Was actually, that was great. I was actually gonna either say Taco Fall or Zion, but. Uh, I think I had a well, couple. I the winner of last week's game would have got it. Yeah. 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 yeah, but that's all right. Uh, from there, we got unnecessary titties. Chris, you want to lead us off? Yeah, so... Uh, my, Assuming you prepared for this one. My unnecessary titties was... Thanks for uh, coming prepared to your own podcast. Hey, I, I, you know, sometimes a segment or two slips through the cracks. It's very true. I prepared a rest of history minute, but we'll, we'll save it for another episode. Um, my unnecessary titties is Danny, Bernie, Randall, and Dickon Tarley. Um, we've talked about this pretty extensively so far, so I won't go back into it but i think it was a bad decision at the end yes i 100 percent agree my unnecessary titties uh it's the group of maesters with sam because they're pompous and they're dicks and they think they're smarter than me and <laughs> I, I don't like it i don't like them i do think they're a little mean to sam for no reason 
Runs. Eli caught that. Sorry, guys. There's a pop up in between three guys. I was worried someone was going to drop it, but we got it. Um, so there were no actual titties in the episode, but I'm going to stick with that kind of theme ish. Mm-hmm. When those soldiers were coming down, the, the two Lannister guards, and they're on the beach, were coming down oh, to like check the boat and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, what's in the boat? And I was like, fermented crab, and then goes on and on about how it's you know, basically like Viagra. Yeah. And like, you know, you'll break through your armor if you eat too much of it. It's like, all right, George, you could have just said it was like coal or something. Well, like okay, it. let's not put this on George. This is, that's all show Whatever. at this point. Oh, come on. You know no, George. George, George yeah. like, just throw a little bit in for it. Come on. Just, you just know. throw something. I know, you, I know we don't have any, any naked here, but let's you know, You know George has like fermented crab in like his couch cushions yes. that he's just yeah, probably. He, know, yeah. he has like, instead of like people have like potpourri or something around their house, like he's just got little bowls of fermented crab. Oh, 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 dude, poopery. Let's, does anyone use that? Because I heard it works miracles. Uh, poopery, no, I've heard yeah. about it. I don't think I'm in the point of my life where I can use that stuff yet. I feel like you got to have money to use that stuff. Oh, do you? I don't know. Do I figure it's expensive. I mean, if you pay for air freshener, you can pay It's got a French name. Poopery. poopery. What do you do? You put it in the toilet? Yeah, so you like... You Flush it with the pooper after no, the so you, No, you put it in the in the toilet before... Pre-poo. It's a great topic. And then you poo, and then it's like a it's like a film over the water, so like the smell doesn't come out. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> have you used it? No, I haven't, but... <laughs> we might have to use it, then we'll review it. Yeah. Or the... Uh, what's the ones... What are the things where you put your feet on it and it like in it like squatty potty like, yeah squatty oh. potties yeah my last apartment not the one i'm at now used to kind of like I, the, the toilet was right next to a bathtub the bathtub was a, <laughs> and, it had, no, no, and it had like a step into the bathtub so okay. i kind of had a built-in one it was great nice, nice. There, there is science to it that it is better for yeah humans. well it's like it, you know it's like it's a more direct hole <laughs> yeah it's it, more of a direction it's like a jet yeah. shot out of you you, know? <laughs> you don't even have to wipe you should <laughs> <laughs> it's a clean exit. All right, so uh, uh, trial next by segment, combat. trial by the combat. Final segment. Uh, so mine, I saw a trailer the other day. LeBron James has a new show called The Million Dollar Mile. Uh, and on The Million Dollar Mile, essentially, you have an athlete like chase somebody for a mile, and you have to do I all these do ta- I don't know the exact concept of the show. All right, but I watched it, and they chase you for a mile, and if you make it at the end, you win a million dollars, but you have to do all these tasks while this athlete's like hot on your tail, which I think is a cool concept, right? Uh, but my show is a bit different. Uh, and it's more it's more metric it's called the million dollar kilo and this is where we get a contestant to just do a kilo of drugs in 10 minutes and if they don't die they get a million dollars it could be any drug but there's a whole kilo of it a uh, million dollar kilo and they have to down that kilo uh in, uh, yeah. in 10 minutes yeah you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of lawsuits on your hands no they're gonna sign hella waivers <laughs> It's going to be a hundred percent death rate. Yeah. yeah. From I the mean. people who brought you slime and kids comes million dollar kilo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, just imagine. And it's in they and if they do it in 10 minutes, they get a million dollars. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a hundred percent death rate. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> a kilo is a whole lot of drugs. If there's that one that doesn't. <laughs> I Googled it and I saw the picture and I laughed. <laughs> I, just, I was like, no way. So a kilo is... Uh, it's like 32 ounces, I think, which is two pounds worth. Of well, this is America. Let's a kilo, stick to the like, a kilo is a thousand grams, isn't it? That's what. Yeah, a so kilo how many is pounds a thousand, is that? A kilogram. It's a thousand grams. So you know, if you're buying, yeah. you know, if you're buying a gram of drugs, and you multiply that times a thousand. You, that's a lot. That's a whole lot of sauce. That you're going to have there. Well, then they're going to want to win it, too, because also they have to pay for it out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's right, it's going to incentivize it. I tune in. Yeah, Maybe I do. That's true. It's, yeah. it's true. We'll, we'll be careful. That, would be, that show's going to be huge in Florida. Oh, yeah, that. that's it. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I think it's a fun show. A lot of bath salt. So next week, Chris, is the season finale of season seven. Ooh, we are close to season eight. I can't wait. I can, I can smell it. 
Just smells like great. It smells like potpourri. It smells like it oh smells man. Smells like potpourri. It just smells like it just smells like the north. <laughs> just sweaty beard. Can't and... wait. Um, we we'll have a Westeros history minute next week because I kind of prepared one for this week. So yeah, we'll, we'll use it next week, which will be perfect going into season eight. Yeah, and um, and we'll also we'll gear up for the uh, little recap of everything that we've done so far, and then what we That's expect right. to have in season eight. So. Um, it'll be cool. And we'll also have, next week, we'll have another Fimwick um, alum on pod here. Brad Strelchak will be on pod That'll next week. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely compare how you were to him. So okay, that, well, I mean, I, I, yeah. Brett and I go way back. So, I, you know, to Fenwick, the Fenwick. Yeah, so Fenwick I think exactly. I should be compared at some yeah. point. Right. Thank you so much for joining us, though. Thank yeah. you for having us, guys. And I want to sp- say a special thank you again for not promoting my podcast, the Blue Roots Podcast, that's available on iTunes, Google Play. And SoundCloud, I, I we're guys of our word, and definitely don't follow for, them at Moose I, and Runes. I agree. I totally applaud you for not bringing up our Twitter account, for not <laughs> yeah. at all saying that we have our 100th episode coming up here in in just two weeks, and then Tuesday we'll also have our 99th, which should be fun as well. I thank you for not bringing that up, guys, because no free ads. I understand the podcast business. Exactly. If you want to advertise something, you want to you want to get a little money for it. And, I didn't pay you, so don't advertise me. I appreciate it. All right, now slide slide that hundred dollar bill under the table, and we'll just we'll let by God. You were supposed to say that after the podcast, <laughs> and and I just want to say at the end, you know, I normally say Amelia hit me up, but uh, I did not win the um the thing that oh, that sad. competition I was in to go with Amelia to the thing. So it's more of a somber, just uh, Amelia. Why?